up, y'all, and welcome to the Jack Vita Show. I'm your host, Jack Vita, back in action here on a Monday night, March 24th, 2020. And tonight we're doing something. Once again, we're still in quarantine. We're still on lockdown. There's no sports. And sadly, there was no March Madness this year. But I think we might have a solution to that problem. Tonight, Evan Myers is joining me right now. How are you, Evan? I'm doing good, Jack. Thanks. Thanks. Uh, just trying to stay optimistic here. So, <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for having me on, man. It's uh, it's a bummer we weren't able to do this uh, on Sunday. You know, yes. like we were planning live show and everything. I was getting pretty hyped up, especially this time of year, like we were talking about on the baseball podcast. But uh, I'm excited, man. So, how about you? I'm doing well. And as I was saying, Evan is here with me. As we we had hoped, we were planning on doing a show on Selection Sunday. That did not happen, but the show must go on, ladies and gentlemen. So tonight we are talking about how March Madness would have played out if there were games being played right now. Right now, we'd be it'd be the day after the first weekend had concluded the best four days in the sports world every single year. We were robbed, but you know what? We're going to keep staying positive here, Evan, and we're going to project how we think this tournament might have played out if there were different circumstances right now. <laughs> no, I like it. And let me just give a warning to our listeners. Everything that we say, all of our picks for the next uh, hour, hour and a half here, totally accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And there's no way that anyone can dispute that either. Exactly. <laughs> so... Well, yeah, we've got the bracket here. Um, I know you picked out a good one for us. Um, where'd you get this one again, Jack? I got this one from the New York Post. All credit to those guys who did an excellent job, and they projected a bracket of... And look, everything got shut down in the middle of championship week, so there were conference tournaments that did not get completed. There were conference tournaments that didn't start, but... Alas, we go on, and some of these teams, for instance, the Ivy League in that conference, they said, well, you know what? We're just going to give our bid to the regular season champ. So I can't go through this entire list and check off every single team that won their conference tournament and which teams got the bid from winning their regular season title. But we've got a great bracket here that they put together for us. And again, we don't know how these conference tournaments would have played out in the Big Ten or anything like that. But assuming a team like Northwestern wasn't going on a run as a 13 seed all the way to the championship, uh, I think we got a pretty good bracket here. No, I like it. Like you said, they knocked it out of the park here just from what I've been looking at. And uh, They've got some good matchups for us to kind of get into, it looks like. Some potential uh, paths for some sleeper teams. So um, it looks like it's a good one. It is a good one. So I want all of you right now, if you're listening to this episode, if you want to participate and play along, you can pause the podcast right now, or at least right after I give my instructions here. Google Projected Bracket NY Post and print off the bracket that they have right there 
I've printed a few off to help me track what we're going to be going through tonight. You can play along. You could fill out your own bracket of how you think it would have played out. I would love to see that. You can tweet that at me, at Jack Vita Show. But that's a way that you can get a visual of everything that would be going on in this tournament. We'll do our best to try to describe the matchups, but it might be a little difficult to follow along unless you are visually looking at this bracket yourself. Yeah, so, yeah, definitely encourage you guys to do that. And then, uh, like Jack said, go on Twitter and roast us for uh, knocking your team out because uh, what we, like I said, what we say is is what happens. So <laughs> Exactly, exactly. So here's how it's going to work. Evan and I are going to go down this bracket. We are going to alternate making our selections. So I don't, I have no idea who Evan has picked for these games. I've made some picks but I'm going to be ready to adapt. And there might be a couple games here or there where I'll let Evan take the wheel or maybe he'll want me to jump in because one of us might have a little more expertise on a team. Like, I'm going to have to talk about the Bradley Braves. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They got a good, they got a good matchup on here, too. That's an interesting first-round game. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, so stay tuned for that one. Uh, Shout-out to Valpo Basketball, by the way. Put in a great fight. Played in that championship game uh, two weeks ago on Sunday in the Missouri Valley. Pulled a big upset against Loyola. Played four straight four games in four straight days. Was right there. Was leading in the second half. That program is going to be looking great next year. They have so many guys coming back. Shout out to Coach Lodick and Coach Gore and everything they've built there. Uh, it was a fun ride. Yeah, and a great game. I mean, like you said, it was a, that was a fun one and a, a fun tournament, too. I'm glad that we got to see that tournament in its entirety. Absolutely. So, Evan, let's get into this, and I've got one more instructions for everyone. Right now, I want you to look in the eastern region, the New York region, in the top left, and look for the 11 seed, Cincinnati. I want you to cross that one out and replace it with the Midwest 11 seed, which is a play-in game, Wichita State against Richmond. I want you to flip those two. So it should look like Iowa 6 against 11, Wichita State versus or Richmond. And in the Midwest, it'll say West Virginia as a 6 seed versus Cincinnati. I think this is better for two reasons. We don't get... A repeat of last year's game, which I know you were at, Evan. Yeah. The Iowa-Cincinnati game. And secondly, it gives us a fun matchup that I like to call the Huggy Bowl. <laughs> oh, man, I like that. I was not ready for that, but that's good. <laughs> no, we got to keep it fresh, though. So, yeah, I, I'm cool with uh, – ho- hopefully they're all right. But, yeah, cool with making that switch. Um, yeah. So go ahead and do that, guys. Let's get started. Number one in the eastern region, top left of your bracket, number one seed, Dayton, against number 16, Winthrop. And I got to say, in terms of a 16 seed, I think this Winthrop team, who gave Duke a good run for their money in November, yeah. that's not a bad 16 seed. No, I, yeah, I mean, they could have been 14 or 15, you would think. I mean, I'm not, yeah, yeah I, I don't watch them 
you know, intensively this year, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a good 16. But how about Dayton, man? Like, oh, yeah. I would have loved to have seen this bracket because, you know, every time when the bracket comes out on Sunday and everyone goes Sunday night onto ESPN or Yahoo to fill out their brackets, yeah. and you get all the casual people and, and no nothing against them, but it, every every time it says start your bracket and it's got that first matchup and it's always a one seed. It's usually Kentucky, Michigan State, Kansas, some big team like that. How sweet would it have been to see Dayton versus Winthrop? And you got all these people. Like, <laughs> Dayton, what <laughs> number one? I think that would have been awesome. And so I I love that they put Dayton as the number one overall team uh, in, in this tournament. Good job, New York Post. Absolutely. Love it so much. What a great year the Dayton Flyers had. And we're going to be talking about this a lot as we go through this bracket. But really the story of the season, the story, the year of the mid-major, and really this would have been an NCAA tournament that was wide open for the taking. Anyone, anyone could have won. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, yeah, from the start, I mean, as soon as Dayton started getting going San Diego State who we'll get to in a bit I mean it was just like you said wide open we saw Dayton at that tournament out in Hawaii and uh, they gave Kansas a run for their money going to overtime that was back in November right around Thanksgiving so um, they were kind of you know not well known at that point but since then they put together a tremendous year and um, this is no fluke they're deserving of a one seed 29 and 2 but we have to take the Dayton Flyers here right Evan Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and a cool thing, too, just announced today. I don't know if you saw this, but Obi Toppin was named the uh, National Player of the Year, and Anthony Grant was named National Coach of the Year. <laughs> and uh, according to John Rothstein, this is the first time that a player and coach combo has won the award since St. Joe's. Wow. Jameer Nelson, Phil Martelli. Oh, my goodness. I thought goodness. that was real interesting. Yeah. <laughs> Jameer Nelson. So, wow. Yeah. Talk about a year for Dayton. I mean, they just swept that. And uh, (laughs) I'd like to, yeah, I mean, they would have taken down Winthrop, I think. No offense to Winthrop. Yeah. Yeah. They would have started their tournament out well. So. All right. So we move down to the 8 9 matchup, which is 8 seed St. Mary's versus 9 seed Oklahoma. Really, there's nothing that came out of the Big 12 this year other than those two at the top of the tournament, Baylor and Kansas, nothing else really to get a whole lot excited about out of the Big 12 this year. I would have to say I was much more impressed with St. Mary's this year, and they would be my pick in this game. Yeah, this is one that I, I mean, eight nines are always tough. I went back and forth on this one a little bit. Um, I think I'm with St. Mary's too. I mean, they had they had a point guard named Jordan Ford who put up nearly 22 points a game this year, and uh it was just a scoring machine. Oklahoma, like you said, they weren't that impressive. The Big 12 as a whole wasn't that impressive this year besides Kansas and Baylor. So, yeah, we'll advance St. Mary's. <laughs> yeah, pretty easy one. But now we're at an interesting 5-12 game, and I'm going to give this one over to you, Ev. Butler, the Butler Bulldogs as the 5 seed who peaked at this season. Were they number 2 or number 3 at one point? They were really high up there. They were up there. I don't know if they were that high, but yeah, they were up there. Um, and they've got a fun player. I don't know if you've ever watched them play, but Kamar Baldwin. Oh, I, is, I've watched plenty of them. Oh, he's lights out. I mean, that guy is great. Um, 
this would have been a real interesting matchup had it played out because Akron has a number of guards and um, the, you know, Butler doesn't defend the perimeter that well. So I would have liked to have seen how this one would have played out. Kamar Baldwin, though, I mean, if, if he's put in a tough situation, this dude has been knocking down clutch shots since his freshman year. I mean, this guy is just a baller, um, a guy that I, I really think can take the next step to play at the next level. I don't know if he'll get drafted, but he's one of those guys that can work hard, find his way onto a team, and, um, you know, really, really provide some depth off the bench. So I got Butler in this one. Um, but I think this would have been a really fun game to watch. Yeah, I think. I definitely am with you on this. There's no real reason for me to be super passionate about Akron, but I will say, and we'll get to this plenty over the course of this podcast episode, Butler, one of those teams up and down throughout the season. There yeah. are a lot oh, of yeah. teams like that. <laughs> yeah, they, you, you see them in the top 10, like you were saying, for uh, for one week, and then a couple weeks later, they're out of the top 25 entirely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then we've got, and this is one that isn't super hard for me. I didn't really watch New Mexico State this year. They're the 13 seed. They're playing the number four Maryland Terrapins. I feel like I'm Greg Gumble right now. <laughs> <laughs> you got to be like that. He's, he's got that Sunday show locked down. So, <laughs> You got any thoughts on this one? Uh, no, like you said, I didn't watch New Mexico State. Um, they started off the year very bad in conference in non-conference play. Um, they had a loss to like George Mason and UTEP, but they bounced back well. Um, but I really like Maryland. Yeah, I've liked I them for a while. Um, they're, they're just deep. I mean, they've got so many guys. Anthony Cowan Jr., Jalen Smith. Um, I mean, if they had Aaron Wiggins, Aaron Wiggins, I love Aaron Wiggins. I mean, I know I was just talking about Kamar Baldwin as, as a guy I really like, but I really, really like Aaron Wiggins. I think he's a guy, I know he's only a sophomore right now, but I think he's a guy that could be an NBA prospect in a few years and he's going to be the future of this team next year. Absolutely. That's a fun team to keep watching, keep an eye on. We keep moving and we've got number six, Iowa, a team that I like a lot. I like them a lot this year. I watched a lot of Iowa. Luca Garza was very much in that conversation for National Player of the Year. In my opinion, the best Luca in basketball. Don't at me. Ooh, man. (laughs) (laughs) In terms of, in respect to their sport, in respect to their competition in their league. Sure. But... I love this Iowa team, and they would be playing the winner of this Wichita State and Richmond play-in game. And regardless of who is playing in that play-in game, I saw Wichita State. They just didn't seem to have it this year. And I saw a lot of Iowa, and I think Iowa does. Iowa was getting healthy at the right time. I'm going Iowa here. Yep, I agree with you on that. Um, Gars is one of those guys you just... uh... You either love him or you hate him. Um, he would have definitely <laughs> been one of those those guys that you watch, and either you you ter- tune in to root against him or you tune in because you just love how he plays. And like you said, Jack, I mean, he had he had every right to be in that conversation for National Player of the Year. So I'm, I'm going with Iowa on this one. Yeah, there's a lot to like about Iowa. I'm sure we'll talk more about them as we keep moving. The number three seed in this region, the Duke Blue Devils, against a team that 
I think 2016, I want to say they pulled off uh, an upset in that first weekend. Arkansas, Little Rock. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they beat uh, Purdue, I believe it was. So um, <laughs> yeah. I think it was that. Yeah. Um, yeah. This, this Led team. by Caleb Swanigan. Right. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. What do you think in this one? You think uh, Little Rock can, can get that upset done, or is uh, Duke too big for them? Well, here's what I'll say. And it's tough because there's really, again, there's no way to know. We're just kind of going through this. But you and I both expect there to be a lot of upsets in this tournament. In terms of a 3 versus a 14, you could look at some of the other matchups. Creighton versus Belmont. Mm -hmm. Seton Hall versus Hofstra. Yep. Kentucky versus Eastern Washington. Here's what I will say. Duke was trending downwards towards the end of this season. Mm-hmm. They did get that win against North Carolina. But I would say out of any of these top three seeds, I think they were very susceptible to an early exit. I agree. I mean, just looking at it, they lost three of their last six games, and they weren't to the best teams. I mean, they lost to Wake Forest. <laughs> they lost to by 25 against NC State. Yeah. 22, yeah. Yep. That's right. (laughs) A little better. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like you said, I mean, they got the win against North Carolina, but, um, I mean, all year they were just kind of, they didn't look like the dominant Duke team that we're used to seeing. And with the class that they had coming in, you really thought that they might might put it together and be kind of where Dayton is as the number one team in the nation. But, yeah. Still a very scary team. I'm picking Duke in this one. Um, I, yeah, you gotta. I, I don't know how much farther. Um, I guess we'll yeah. get to that, but I got Duke in this one. So I will say, if you were looking for one of those early round crazy wild upsets that would really screw over someone's bracket, I think this one had a lot of potential. But unfortunately, I did not see enough of Arkansas Little Rock to say that for certain. Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah, we'll put we'll put Duke through, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and it is the seven seeded Michigan Wolverines against the back to back Mountain West champion Utah State Utah Aggies. State Aggies, yeah. And I'm glad I landed on this one because this is the one I would have picked <laughs> <laughs> when I was looking at it. I, I didn't have enough time to look all the way down this way, but I I like Utah State a lot. Um, I mean, Sam Mer- Merrill is just crazy. I-, I don't know if you watched that game on Sunday, I think it was. I think it was the same day as the uh, Bradley-Valpo game. Sam Merrill hits that dagger three and gets fouled on the shot, too, and they don't call it. Um, and they knock out San Diego State. So that kind of that kind of hurt some of the bubble teams, probably. But I think Utah State, they were a team, I thought, initially during the beginning of the season. They'd get in as an even higher seed. Um so I really like them in this one. I don't think Michigan can score enough to keep up with them. I don't know if they have a go-to guy. That's the thing. I don't know if they have a guy that they can go to to keep up with a guy like Sam Merrill on Utah State. I had Utah State for the there same reasons. Yeah. So you won't have to fight me on that one. <laughs> the last matchup of this region, number two, Villanova against 15-seeded North Dakota State. I will say I saw North Dakota, not North Dakota State, play at Valpo 
this season, it was not pretty. <laughs> and based on that logic, I will go with Villanova. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> they were in the. They played North Dakota State and North Dakota played each other in the title game okay. of their conference. Oh, got it. Okay. The well, Big the, Sky is it Big Sky? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I'm going Villanova too in this one. I, <laughs> two <laughs> verse fifteen. I'll take Villanova. Why not? <laughs> All right, well, we could flip it around since you had the one seeds this past region. I could take the one seeds in this one and make it a little interesting. We're down in the Midwest region, the bottom left, and I have to put Kansas in over Siena or NC Central. (laughs) Yep, (laughs) no debate there from me. Kansas had a a tremendous year like we were talking about before, Um, battled Baylor all year in the Big 12 and... Um, yeah, they, they, they're going farther, uh, in this tournament. Well, more interesting matchup that I'm handing off to you, <laughs> eight Florida against nine USC. Yeah. And this is another one I struggled with going back and forth. Um, I don't know what happened to Florida this year. I mean, they were supposed to be so good with Andrew Nemhart, Kerry Blackshear transferring in. Um, it just seemed like another year from Florida where it was like, you just wanted them to take the next step, like, all right, take, yeah. you know, keep, keep going a little bit here. Um, but they just didn't do it. And so, yeah, for that reason, I, I don't know, they just seem to be falling at the wrong time. I take USC here. Um, they had a number of guys that could put the ball on the floor and score. Um, I, I'm not sure how to say his, I actually don't know how to say this guy's name, but Akunwu. Um, <laughs> but Jonah, Jonah Matthews is really, a really solid player. Isaiah Mobley is another guy to keep an eye on. Um, so yeah, I take USC here and Florida. I will say that was a team started out, I think number seven or number eight in the country. Yeah. Uh, really disappointing to, season. Yeah. They were supposed to compete for the sec Yeah, <laughs> and it just never materialized. Kerry Blackshear, like I said, it was just too bad. I, he just really didn't get going this year. And, um, didn't take that next step that a lot of us thought he would. Well, let's talk about a team in the SEC that had a great year who I like a lot, and I'm sure we're going to keep talking about them because I've got the Auburn Tigers, the five seed, coming through in this 5-12 matchup over East Tennessee State, although East Tennessee State won 30 games this year, so maybe a a tough little battle in the first round, but I see the Tigers getting through this. Man, and this is where we disagree. (laughs) (laughs) I got East Tennessee State in this one. I watched them actually a decent amount this year, I'd say, and watched them play against Wofford in that championship game, and uh, they impressed me. They're they're small. I'll I'll say that. They've got a lot of guards. but they played well, and, and I remember watching them early in the season against Kansas even. I know they lost that game by 10 or 12, I want to say, but they played them tough in the second half, and um, I, I think I'd take them over Auburn here, but like you said, Auburn is, is not a not a bad team at all either. So Yeah, I, I respectfully disagree. It's my pick, and I got Auburn going quite a ways in this tournament okay. just looking at it on paper yeah so i'm gonna fight here for the tigers as much as i love upsets auburn advances that's that's the ruling in this one but number four wisconsin against 13 seeded vermont evan before you give your pick have you ever heard of what if sports yes i have i love what if sports yeah 
I was running simulations on what if sports before uh, I was I had a little bit of free time before you got on the Skype call. And so I was running through some of the first round matchups. Didn't get all of them, but uh, most of them, pretty much 90% of them, the high seed ended up winning those games. But I got to say this simulation for whatever reason had Vermont beating Wisconsin by 25. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> that is wild, man. <laughs> it was very, very shocking. Yeah, who'd they put on Vermont? <laughs> it was was Obi Toppin on Vermont when they did that simulation? <laughs> it was just normal Vermont, I guess. Oh, the America East champions. Well, I, you know, I agree with the outcome. I think Vermont would beat Wisconsin. Oh. I do. Um, okay. I don't think it's by 25, though. <laughs> That's the only thing. <laughs> I think this would have been, um, I mean, it seems like all Wisconsin games are low scoring, but I think this would have been very, very low scoring. This could have been a game like 50 to 46, <laughs> something like that. And I think Vermont would have won. Um, I would take them just because they had they would have the best player on the floor in Anthony Lamb. And I've been wanting to see him do well for so long. This would this would have been his senior year, and he's had just a tremendous career, tremendous four years at Vermont. Um, so I would have taken Vermont over Wisconsin. I don't disagree with you. I'm okay with that. Okay. I think <laughs> this would have been a very close game, and like you said, there's really just nothing about Wisconsin that's sexy or exciting. They're just surviving in advance, which is something that could propel them a long way in this tournament as True. it did it, this regular season where they won the Big Ten championship outright uh, outright because there wasn't any <laughs> Big Ten tar- tournament. But, I mean, for that same reason, that also puts them at risk of losing in this fashion. So we've got the Vermont Catamounts advancing to the second round. There that's, we go. that's exciting. That's a fun one. Oh, yeah. Big upset there. So I have here six West Virginia against 11-seeded Cincinnati. And I saw Cincinnati quite a bit this year. There were points where they were sort of up and down. But overall, I really enjoyed watching the Cumberland Cousins play together. And I would have Cincinnati Bearcats winning this game in the Huggy Classic. Yes. <laughs> yeah, Huggy Bear coaching against his old team. So... <laughs> Yeah, I like I like that too, Jack. I got Cincinnati. Um, they were another team I actually thought would do better this year. I remember watching them in an early game here uh, in Columbus against Ohio State. But it was real neat that uh, that the Cumberlands got to got to play together, especially for Jaron's last year here. Um, I know he he didn't play as well as he did last year. Um, kind of took a step back a little bit, I thought. But yeah, I take them over West Virginia. West Virginia just didn't do much to me to 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 do you know anymore I think against Cincinnati and they were another one of those teams that was up and down in the top 25 out of it in the top 25 yeah. out of it so just back it and seemed forth. like they were staying in the top 25 every week even after they lose two games right. and I just kept being like what yeah. what what is what are they seeing that I'm not seeing yeah I- <laughs> <laughs> just gonna knock them out I don't know what it was it was just I guess the power of playing in the big 12. Yeah, I guess. I guess it was. I like Cincinnati. I think this would be interesting because 
This would be the post-Mick Cronin mm. Cincinnati team, coached by John Brannon, winning a game. All right, there you go. Cincinnati, Evan, it's your pick here. Three, Creighton versus 14, Belmont. Oh, man. As much as I'd love to give this one to Belmont, and I really would, <laughs> I'm going to yeah. give this one to Creighton. Um, they were Creighton, to me, there's a few teams in this bracket and I guess in this, this season in general that just live and die by the three point shot. Creighton's one of those teams. Um, and when they have it going, they have it going. I mean, they can put up a ton of points. Ty Sean Alexander is one of the most exciting players in the country. Um, if it weren't for miles Powell out in Seton hall, he'd probably be the, the most exciting best player in the big East, but we'll get to miles Powell in a little bit here. Yeah. Um, I'm but, excited to talk about Miles Powell. Yeah, I'm glad you brought him up. Love Miles Powell. Big Miles Powell fan. But yeah, I'd take Creighton in this one. Um, although I, I would like to take Belmont. I do like the Ohio Valley, have a soft spot for the for the Ohio Valley, but um I'd take Creighton. Tough draw for Belmont. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think like you said, if you match them up against Duke? Uh, yeah, maybe Duke. <laughs> I mean or even if you give them a thirteen seed, I know that changes a lot around, but if you give them a 13 against some of these other four seeds, um, Maryland, yeah, Maryland, Wisconsin, yeah. Well, I mean, I take them over Wisconsin. I think um, Louisville, yeah, probably over Louisville too. It's just tough. I mean, it's that's yeah. That's sometimes the uh, the number can make that much of the a difference. luck of the draw. Yeah. So, well, we have an awesome. This is why this bracket is so great. Yeah. Because. We have a national championship rematch in the first round. This would be, be, I haven't even said the locations for these games. I guess that doesn't really matter, but this would be played in St. Louis. No, sorry, in Cleveland, Virginia versus Texas Tech. And I'm thinking, I'm going with the Red Raiders. Oh, okay. You, you like them a lot? Well, I, I would just say they're a team based on how they have all right so the last couple years they exceeded expectations in the tournament i'm not saying i expect them to go much farther than this but i have more trust in them over a virginia team that lost got bounced by umbc two years ago that still lingers huh after winning the championship, they didn't do enough to please you. <laughs> and Red Raiders got to get a little revenge here, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I I'm thankful to the New York Post that they made this a first round matchup. And on the other side is another great team. We'll get to that in a second. But yeah, this is one that like this would have been a this would have been a great first round game. I would have hoped this that this would have been like the very first game they would have put on, like oh, right yeah. at eleven o'clock on Thursday, and it's just like this intense game that goes down to the wire. I feel like the they I don't know who determines that, but CBS and the and the venues do a good job of that, and I feel like they would have done that for this game and been like, you saw it, you know, last game last year. Now we'll watch it first game this year, <laughs> you know. So um, yeah, this is one I. I I don't care. It could go either way. I mean, Moretti is a great player on Texas Tech. Yeah. I'd love to see him have a good one. Virginia's got Kihi Clark and Diakite. Uh, Jay Huff had some crazy games this year in the ACC. So, um, yeah, I'm fine with Texas Tech. Chris Beard is just a phenomenal coach, and so is Tony Bennett. But uh, Chris Beard, uh, we'll, we'll go with that. Yeah, and Evan, think about it. Why would I like Moretti so much? <laughs> that's a good question i don't know italy 
Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, and he's from. He's born in Italy. He's born. You know, he's from Italy. So um, before I knew his whole story, I just remember watching a game. And I saw his face on the court, and I'm just like, that guy looks so Italian. And then they're like, David Moretti from yep. Italy. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, and he can play. So I think, uh, and he's only a junior. So it feels like one of those guys we just keep seeing back and back, back uh, over and over again. I think that's a testament even to uh, Texas Tech just as a program that even in an off year somewhat this year, Chris Beard has still made them relevant. And yeah. um, you got to give a lot of props to him. I know there was talk about him maybe leaving texas tech to go to a school like texas or somewhere like that but at this point he's turned texas tech into such a powerhouse that why not just stay there absolutely so the final matchup in the midwest region also being played in cleveland michigan state spartans who dipped for a little bit in -hmm. the middle of the season but they really i thought finished the year quite strong which was a good sign to me against number 15, UC Irvine. And I got to tell you one other interesting outcome from What If Sports. Hmm. UC Irvine, 83, Michigan State, 69. Wow. Isn't that shocking? Really? Oh, my goodness. Because I, I would have the Spartans here. I would think you would, too. Yeah, who'd they put on the Anteaters? <laughs> Man. <laughs> Yeah, I mean that that would be that would be crazy, but yeah, I got Michigan State. I I, I don't want to spoil anything, but I do have them going kind of far in this one. Um, so yeah, I take Michigan State. Okay, let's move over to the right side of the bracket. So yeah, in this one we've got Baylor against Boston University. So this is a to me this is Baylor. Um, I don't know if, if yeah. <laughs> you have anything different, Jack, but I think Baylor wins this one. Um, impressive year for Baylor. You know, I don't think anyone really expected a, this kind of year out of them. Maybe as a 4 or 5 seed initially coming into the year, but they've really put it together. They faced a lot of challenges and adversity and, and things thrown at them throughout the year and they bounced they 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 really held strong together and uh, deserving of the one seed. Baylor reminds me a little bit of what Virginia had last year. Yes. Yep. I can agree with that. So I have eight Arizona against nine LSU. And similar to how I was underwhelmed with what I saw out of the Big 12 this year, I was also underwhelmed with what I saw out of the Pac-12 this Mm. year. I think LSU, led by Skylar Mays, wins this game. I got the Tigers advancing. Yeah, this is one is I mean, I've gone back and forth on these eight nines, but yeah, I'm I'm cool with that. Um Skylar Mays, great player. Arizona would have been fun to watch. I mean, they're coming back after uh the rough couple of years they've had in terms of sanctions and recruiting, guys leaving and everything. Um it would have been fun to watch Nico Mannion play. I know he's kind of got a cult following, but <laughs> yeah, we, we can go with LSU in this one. I'm disappointed Mannion's minions never took off. You're right. <laughs> you, were, you were all over that back in October. <laughs> they need to get me in the marketing department over there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we can advance LSU. That, that's, that's cool with me. So, yeah, next, looking down here at the bracket, we got five Ohio State 
versus 12, Stephen F. Austin. How about first, how about the year for Stephen F. Austin? Three <laughs> losses. Oh my goodness. It's crazy. I know you saw a lot of Ohio State this year. So I know you, I don't, I'm not going to say that you are biased or anything like that, but you were exposed <laughs> to a lot of the Buckeyes. I yeah. had this on my short list of 12-5 upsets. Uh, you took one of my, I took one of your upsets in the last round. So if you take mine here, I won't be too upset with you. But when I saw oh. Stephen F. Austin <laughs> win that game against Duke, it felt like, I, I think you and I would agree, that was the moment of the year in college basketball. For me, it was, yeah, I agree. I, I definitely agree with that. Yeah, and it felt like a March Madness type of game. I think I would have the uh, the Lumberjacks, right? Mm-hmm, you got it, yeah. <laughs> I, I have the Lumberjacks winning this one, but it's ultimately it's it's your call. Yeah, this is, um, hmm, because I'm looking down the bracket. I got a few other upsets. I don't know if I want to save some of those. <laughs> uh I mean, like you said, I watched a lot of Ohio State this year. One thing I'll say about them is um, they they shoot the three when they're kind of like Creighton, and when they shoot the three ball well, they're very hard to beat. They could put up 80, 90 points on anyone, and they've got a number of shooters. They've got a big guy in the middle and Caleb Wesson. Um, I picked Ohio State in this one. Maybe it's because I've seen them a few times this year, a little biased here in Columbus, Ohio. But Stephen F. Austin would be cool too. Um, bottom line is I don't have Ohio State going too much farther, so we can go with Stephen F. Austin. <laughs> All right, let's do it. Because <laughs> right. I actually I think that they're capable of uh, winning a couple here. Okay, okay. Stephen F. Austin. All right. Louisville versus Yale, the four versus a 13 matchup. I, I caught some Yale this year. I Believe it or not, I watched some of the Ivy League, and this was a very good team, the Yale Bulldogs. But Louisville, also another very good team. I'll, I want to hear your thoughts on this matchup, Evan. Okay, okay. Well, this is one of them I was referring to as an upset. Um, I like Yale in this one. I know Yale was on a lot of people's sleeper lists just when I was reading up on some some people's projections. Um, big reason why is they've got a big guy named Paul Atkinson, six foot ten junior, um, and he he causes a lot of problems down low. I think that if Louisville, and this is a if, but if they can't score from the outside, which has happened to them a few times this year. They rely on Jordan Nora a lot down low, who's a fantastic player. But I think Paul Atkinson could have contained him enough um, to get Yale the win in this one. Yeah, let's go with that. I think this is fun. Uh, You see an upset, I see an upset. I think this is a good opportunity to the classic where you get like a 12 and a 13 in the second round, and one of those teams is guaranteed to go to the Sweet 16. It's a beautiful sight, yeah. So we'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) all right the next one i have for you six penn state versus the winner of a play-in game ucla or texas who do you like in this one evan um well i don't really like either of those play-in game teams (laughs) um ucla was a weird team this year like they I, i i don't know they were strange they were very solid um against certain opponents and 
in the Pac-12, but um, not very good record-wise. Like they could have been one of those teams that had to almost win their way in um, by winning the Pac-12. It would have it would have been really interesting to see how it would have played out. Um, but I like Penn State regardless in this one. Penn State was a team that. I think they might have hit the top 10 at some point this year, like you were talking about with some of the others that just kind yeah, of bounced Yeah, I think up they were number out. nine at one point. Yeah, um, and they're led by a, a very good player in Lamar Stevens. So I like Penn State to advance against uh, either one of those teams. Yeah, I am with you on that. And the next one, three Seton Hall, led by Miles Powell, mm-hmm. against 14 Hofstra. And Hofstra, a great story this year won their conference. This would have been their first trip to March Madness since 2001. Again, this is why this whole thing is just so painful for so many of these people that finally, to, to think of if you're an alum, if you're a student, if you're a staff worker, not even mentioning if you're a player on a team like this, and this is your opportunity to go to the NCAA tournament and to have that stripped away from you, truly heartbreaking, but again, we keep going. Unfortunately for Hofstra, maybe they make this a close game, but I like Seton Hall way too much to have them lose this game. Oh, yeah, I, I do too. I I love Seton Hall. I love Miles Powell. I mean, he's, yeah. he's the, one of the most exciting players to watch this year. He's the one guy that you would tune into this year just to watch. You just find the Seton Hall game. Just tune in to watch him play, similar to how John Morant was last year with Murray State. Um you know, or, or some of these other explosive guards that we've seen in the past. So, um, yeah, I take Seton Hall here. Although it would have been a fun game, like you said. Um, and if Seton Hall isn't shooting well, this could have been a really, really close game. Absolutely. And we're going to talk plenty about Miles Powell and Seton Hall as we keep moving. I think, and I'll say this right now before we advance to the second round, I think Seton Hall with Miles Powell. I think Miles Powell had the potential to be the breakout star of this tournament. Mm-hmm. And obviously, if you're a college basketball fan, you know Miles Powell. But if you're one of these casuals that you bring up, Evan, <laughs> you probably don't because you're not super familiar with Seton Hall. You're not catching those games on FS1 in the middle of the week. And I think Miles Powell could have been similar to Carson Edwards from uh, last yep. year's Purdue Just team. That. Yep. And how he sort of, it seemed every time they were playing, his name was trending on Twitter. And you'd see all these highlights of just him going off. And I think that's what Miles Powell would have been in this tournament. I completely agree. That's the first name I thought of. when It's <laughs> another good guy. You tune in to watch him just drop 30. Um, that, that's Miles Powell for you. So, Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll advance Seton Hall there. And the next one we've got down here, I'm not sure if I'm up or you're up. Yeah, you're up. We've got seven Providence led by Ed Cooley versus <laughs> number 10 Rutgers. And uh, this would have been another one. Everyone would have been like, Rutgers? What are they doing in the tournament? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time they were in? So uh, they had a great year. And Rutgers in the past has done well in non-conference play the past few years here. And every time they hit the Big Ten, it's just a, it's just a buzzsaw. And they just go dead from there but they've they had they put together a very good year um very impressive but i i just love the discipline of providence and oh. what Willie's done there i'm going providence here i know it's maybe not the 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 nicest pick because Rutgers <laughs> would kind of be a cinderella story here but um i'm going with uh with alpha diallo and ed cooley and providence 
All right. I had Rutgers. I was envisioning Rutgers to be a similar story to what Northwestern did a few years back. I thought that this would be one of the big stories from the opening weekend. Rutgers winning a tournament game for the first time in forever, really. But we move on. And I'll give you that Providence one. I want to talk about, I get a chance to talk about the Horizon League here, Evan. There we go. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> oh, man. A 15 seat again. Haven't they been a 15 seat quite a bit here? Northern Kentucky, I think at least, I know they were, they were a 15 when they went against Kentucky back in 2017. And then they played last year in 2019. They were in the tournament. I don't know. They may have been a 15. They may have been a 14. I don't remember. Do you remember, Evan? I don't remember right off the top of my head, no. But here's what I do know about this North team. This team became Division I eligible. All right, so they had to transfer over from NAIA to Division One. That's a long process. You have to wait a long time to be qualified to compete. Their first year that they were eligible to compete in Division One athletics, they won their conference tournament. And since then, they've won at least a share of the Horizon League every year, four straight years. That is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, great job done there. I mean, that's just a testament to the program as a whole. You got all kinds of different guys coming in and out of there. And um, yeah, to do that that quickly, very impressive. That's what got John Brannon the head coaching job at Cincinnati. Yep. He left this program. I'm blanking on the name of the guy who filled his shoes, but they still ended up winning the Horizon League again this year. And I mentioned 18, the only year of those four that they did not make the tournament. They won the regular season title. So this North team is not one to be taken lightly. Mm -hmm. So are you saying that this could be an upset here over Florida State? I think it could be. (laughs) Oh, wow. But again, if we're looking at what's that big bomb from the first weekend, the first day of one of these top seeds going out, I think there's a lot of potential here with Northern Kentucky. What do you think? Yeah, I didn't. I'm not too familiar with this Northern Kentucky team. I didn't watch them um, too much. I'd take Florida State in this one just uh, with with some of the veteran leadership they have, and um, Leonard Hamilton is a great coach. But yeah, I mean, maybe maybe this is one of those big upsets. Um, it, it's tough to say. Florida State's one of those teams that you know they they played better when they had a lower seed a few years ago and they had all those big guys and they were so deep. They had like nine or 10 deep, nine or 10 guys deep that they go to. Um, and this year's team just wasn't quite that deep. I mean, they still had a great year. Don't get me wrong, but, um, yeah, this'd be an interesting one to watch for sure. Um, I'm still taking Florida state. Like it sounds like you are, but yeah, you know what? I want to let's run it through what if sports. Let's yeah. see <laughs> is this going to be one of those wild upsets? Cuz if it is, I may have to side with the Norse here. Oh man, okay. You've got what if uh, pulled up here? Oh my, can you believe this, Evan? Oh no. Tell me. <laughs> Tell me. <laughs> 83 75 Northern Kentucky. Oh, wow. Man. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, if you want to. Well, here's what I want to know. Did you have the Seminoles going far in your bracket? Um, I mean, I've got them advancing a few rounds. I don't, I don't want to get too far ahead, but okay. I don't have, I don't have them going. We can do that. We can put Northern Kentucky. It doesn't mess my bracket up too much. <laughs> okay. You know what? Let's do it. Why not? Let's do it. <laughs> I don't think we have any Florida state fans that listen to this podcast. So I think we're, we're in the clear here. We can do it. <laughs> Man, you're gonna get roasted on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> we have to include one of these big bombshells uh, somehow. Yeah, something's got to happen. So <laughs> buzzer beater, yeah, Bryson Langdon hitting it for the Norse. There we go. Or Tyler yeah. Sharp, one of those two. Yeah, yeah. I thought you might save it for another bracket, but we'll we'll get to the, <laughs> the West here. So, <laughs> do you want to okay. go ahead and do the uh, the one seed here? Well, I got to talk about the two fifteen. So I'll let you want to do the one seed again. Yeah, yeah, I can do that again. So, um, Gonzaga, Robert Morris, Prairie View, um, Gonzaga. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty easy. <laughs> We'll, we'll advance Gonzaga. And they're playing in Washington. I mean, yeah, come on. Yeah, in so. Spokane. Yeah. <laughs> come on now. <laughs> it's a whole game. I, I Yeah, feel bad for Robert Morris or Prairie View A&M having to go up there. But, um, yeah, Gonzaga, they had a great year again. Again, that's another team that's just – Yeah. Just when you, when you take a step back and look at Gonzaga and all that they've done over the past 20, 25 years – they're becoming a household name now. It doesn't. It's like, oh yeah, Gonzaga. Of course, they're gonna be a one or two seed. But it's like, no, you have to actually look at that and be like, this is a legit program that Mark Few has built, um, and they're just they continue to do it with different guys. Absolutely, I could not have said it better myself, Gonzaga. Evan, in this hypothetical where the tournament pl- is this alternate parallel universe where the tournament is being played, are fans allowed to go to this tournament? Yes. I Good. want this to be, yes. <laughs> fans are allowed. This is the real deal. This is us going to B-dubs, watching the game, you know, getting all the TVs up and everything. This is all, yes. No okay, virus. Great. Yes. Sweet. <laughs> all right. So 8-9, Colorado and Marquette. And I said about a month ago, I was on here with Andrew Stem, and we were talking about Marquette. And we were saying maybe Marquette is better served in a situation where they're an underdog mm. and you get the big performance from Marcus Howard with a chip yes. on his shoulder. And I gotta say, I like I like Marquette in this in this game. I'm going with the Golden Eagles. Okay. Yeah. This is this would be a tough one. I, I don't know much beyond what Marquette would be able to offer besides Miles or uh, I'm sorry, said Miles Powell, Marcus Howard, <laughs> both uh, great scorers, but I mean, you just look at the numbers, Marcus Howard, 27.8 points a game in college basketball. So, yeah, I mean, this one might have been one of the games he says, all right, I'm going to go get a win. I'm mad that I lost last year to John Morant. I'm going to go get a win and and beat Colorado. Colorado is no slouch either. They've got Tyler Bay, who's going to be an NBA player. But that's cool. We can can advance Marquette in this one. All right. What are your thoughts on this BYU 5-12 BYU Liberty matchup. Ooh, I like this one. Um, <laughs> I I like Liberty a lot. Yeah, they I won really, last year. I think yeah. when they were twelve last year, I think they won. Uh, did they win? I'm trying to think. They did. Okay. I think yeah. they were a twelve seed. I want to say. 
Okay. Yeah, I, I, man, I just love Liberty. This was a team that when they, I, I don't want to say I told you so. I'm not sure what I said back <laughs> on October. We can try to rewind that back. But this is one of those teams I had on my radar. Is like, all right, this could be a, a fun team to watch this year. And um, sure enough, they start out the year just crazy hot. I mean, they were <laughs> they were flying out of the gates. And um, yeah, I've got Liberty in this one. And I might have them going another round or two here, so <laughs> we'll have to keep that one. Uh, we'll, we'll have to see. So, but yeah, okay. uh, yeah, we'll we'll talk about some of those guys on Liberty the next uh, next time around here. Well, I have to like in the next matchup, four seeded Oregon over thirteen North Texas, Peyton Pritchard, a guy that another guy that I think could be due for a big march. Maybe not a huge march. Maybe he isn't as exciting and as flashy as a guy like Miles Powell, but uh, Maggie Lyon made the comparison. She compared him to Aaron Kraft about a month ago, and she was on this podcast with me. I love that comparison. A lot of people did not get to watch him play with those Pac-12 games being on so late on the West Coast and the Pac-12 really not being super exciting this year. But I, I'm excited about Oregon in this game, and I think they could go look for them as a potential team to go on a little bit of a run here as well, led mm-hmm. by Peyton Pritchard. Yeah, I think you're exactly right. That's a great comparison, too. I mean, Peyton Pritchard is a pest on defense like Aaron Kraft was, and um, he's really come a long way in terms of scoring. I mean, this is a guy that he feels like he's been at Oregon for six or seven years <laughs> just because how, and it's a testament to their program, but it's also a testament to his play. He, he's been playing, um, huge minutes since his freshman year. So yeah, I'm, I'm great at Vance and Oregon here. Um, we've got a six to 11 matchup next Houston versus Indiana. This is an interesting <laughs> one here Two kind of big name schools. Um, Houston's done a great job kind of getting their program back on the map there um, with uh, with Kelvin Sampson leading the charge. I've got Houston this one. Indiana was just too up and down for me all year. They couldn't really yeah. put anything together. Um, so I, I've got Houston in advancing in this game. And Evan, I will say I went to a Hoosiers game this year. The Hoosiers would probably be my favorite team in this entire tournament. Uh, but even I would say that I would have the Houston Cougars winning this game because yep. for the same reason you said, you just can't really rely on Indiana. You don't know when they're going to show up and when they're not going to. But I am a fan of Al Durham. I think yeah. he's a really nice player, and I think this would have been close. I think You know mm-hmm. what I think this game, how this game would have played out, Evan? How? I'm, I'm looking at... Indiana's got a second half lead. They're up twelve, mm. and they just choke the game away. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds about right. You see yeah. Archie Miller sweating like Sean Miller on the sideline. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I think this could have been one of those maybe like Friday night late game starts at nine thirty or yeah. something. You know, last game of the of the first round, and yeah, it could have been one of those exciting ones where it's like, man, here comes Houston, watch out, and they're just drilling three after three. So. Not to um, mention Kelvin Sampson getting his revenge against yes. the Hoosiers. Yeah, exactly. That would have been that. Nah, that's a good storyline right there. Man, I love that this bracket. This is a great yeah, bracket. I think they did some of this intentionally. <laughs> <laughs> Man, Absolutely. <that> <laughs> so, 
three, Kentucky versus 14, Eastern Washington. This is not one that I'm super opinionated on. Do you have any thoughts on this one, Evan? No, not too much. I don't know much about Eastern Washington, so Kentucky. Um, yeah, chalk. Yeah, we'll throw them. We'll throw them forward. Okay, and now this is one I'm sure you will love to talk about. Yeah, seven ten matchup: Illinois versus Arizona State. Yeah, this would have been a, f- a phenomenal game. I think this could have been another one of those close ones that we watch. Um, I'm a big fan of Illinois. I got to. I was. Please, I got the pleasure to go watch them um, play against against Ohio State. Um, shout out! I'll give a shout out here if that's all right, Jack. Is that cool? <laughs> sure. <laughs> shout out Aaron Best there. Uh, that's that's my guy. He's uh, got me to a lot of those games. Got to thank him. So um, we got to see a lot of great players, including uh, Io Desunmu on Illinois. So Aaron Best, he, isn't he in our fantasy baseball league? He sure is. All right. I yeah. like Aaron Best yep. already. <laughs> you got it. So, <laughs> yeah, but uh, we, we got to watch Io Desunmu, um, you know, kind of dissect Ohio State. Ohio State won that game, but um, this was a guy I've been high on um, since he came in, honestly. I mean, he's a very fun guard to watch, very explosive. He can't shoot the ball well. That's the one thing. He can't shoot well. Um but I would have taken Illinois in this one over um, Arizona State. As much fun as it would have been to uh, to watch Hurley there on the sidelines, I, yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Illinois. I'm with you on that, Evan. And the last matchup of the first round. And I know if you're listening to this, you're like, "Wow, finally through the first <laughs> round, guys!" This is the halfway point because there are 65 yes. games. So this is game number 32. It's going to go a lot faster after this. Yes. <laughs> So, yeah, we've got a big one here, Jack. Um, big one. Two majors, would you say? <laughs> yeah, I would. I would say that. I. This is, my goodness, this is a tough one for me to pick. I love San Diego State. My cousin goes to San Diego State. They were so dominant for three quarters of the season. Lost a couple games here down the stretch, which made them look beatable. Really not a good time to lose a couple of games. Bradley, the Bradley Braves, as I mentioned, I saw them in person. I saw them at Valpo. Valpo won that game 90-78. to The Crusaders shot 73% from three in the second half. Uh, that is nothing to do with this game, but I just wanted to uh, leave that note in there. But I saw a lot of these Bradley guys play. One of the guys I think is underrated is their point guard Darrell Brown he reminds me a little bit of a Missouri Valley version of Cassius Winston Mm. okay Elijah Childs was injured for a good chunk of the season he came back healthy at the end of the season giving them a nice post presence Nate Cannell really one of the most efficient three-point shooters in all of mid-majors so there's so much to like about this Bradley team. I think they're better than a 15 seed. They gave a great run to Michigan State last year. Now, having said that, I will say I ran a simulation of oh. this game, and I it played out very similarly to how I would have predicted it to. Simulation on um, what if sports had the Aztecs winning 79-78. Ooh. I think that sounds right on the money. I think the Aztecs 
are going to have an uphill battle here with some of these teams they're going to have to play in order to get to the Final Four. I see them surviving here on a last-second buzzer beater three-pointer from Malachi Flynn. Oh, man. Could you imagine? (laughs) Yeah, that'd be fun. Malachi Flynn is a heck of a ball player, too. So it would have been a good one. But, yeah, I'm with you on that, Jack. So that's why I really wanted to get at least – I want to get that uh, Northern Kentucky 15 in there because I I was not going to pick Bradley, but I thought this would be a close one. See, I thought you might. I thought that would have been your pick there, but <laughs> I think it would have been close. And you know what? Why this bracket is so realistic is this is how the committee would absolutely do it. They put Gonzaga and San Diego State in the same region. There's no chance that they want. Gonzaga, San Diego State, and Dayton all making the Final Four. Mm-hmm. So they want these little guys to beat up on each other. Yeah, man. And if it got all the way down there, that'd be a crazy game. Gonzaga, San Diego <laughs> State. That's kind of, that would have to be one of the. I mean, if you had a 31 and one team versus a 30 and two team, that'd have to be one of the best combined records in a in an Elite Eight or Final Four or championship game. Absolutely. So stay tuned for that, guys. Yeah. We're on to the second round. Evan, I'm going to go first for this region. Okay, are we back to the east? Yeah. Okay. In the top left of your bracket, number one seeded Dayton against number eight St. Mary's. Not too much to talk about here. I'm going Dayton. Yep. That's that's cool with me. I agree there. Um, so moving down. We've but these got, next three, I think, are all very interesting. Well, and this is a game I'd really like to watch is Butler versus Maryland. I think that's what we both had. Um, we didn't yeah. have Akron beating Butler. Yeah, this would be a very fun game to watch. I'd love to see Kamar Baldwin and Anthony Cowan go go against each other. Um, as much as I love Butler and, and Kamar Baldwin, I think Maryland just has too much for them. They've got... They've got five guys, Maryland does, that could score 10 points or more in any game. I don't know if Butler has the same. I don't know if they can say the same about that. For that reason, I pick Maryland um, to beat Butler in this one, go on to the Sweet 16. All right. Good call, Ev. I am back now with a 3-6 matchup between Duke and Iowa. We talk about Duke being beatable. And really, I think this is what would be the big X factor in this game is how would Vern Carey do on Luca Garza? Mm-hmm. Because we saw in a game against Michigan State, Xavier Tillman lock him down. Yeah. If Vern Carey is able to do that, then Duke is going to win this game. But I, I have more trust in Iowa at this point than I do Duke. And I am going with the Hawkeyes here. Wow. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I had Duke in that one because I think Vernon Carey would have won that battle. Um, I don't know if he's necessarily the better player than Garza, but I think with Carey and some of the other other guys they have, Cassius Stanley and um, Jones and some of these other guys, I think they would have had it, but... Iowa, yeah, I'm, that that'd be fun. That'd be fun. Luca Garza. No, Evan, you know what? You're probably right. You you talked me into it. We'll put Duke there. <laughs> no, I mean we can have Luca Garza go on to the second weekend. We can do that if you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, all right, let's run a simulation to let's determine see. it. Yeah, let's. see. I think that's a good way. If we if we're sort of not really sure, we run the simulation and we go with that. Okay, Duke in Iowa. Iowa wins ninety one ninety. Oh man. 
and Luca put up twenty. So okay, twenty and fifteen. Wow, yeah, they get, move got them forward. They yeah. had them really winning that battle against Kerry in the post. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen Iowa put up points this year, so yeah, it's possible. It looks like Kerry got into foul trouble early on. Mm. So yeah. that that's what happens, I guess. That'll do it. That'll do it. So, <laughs> All right. Well, yeah, we've got this bottom one here. Two Villanova versus 10 Utah State. And I've got Utah State winning this one. I Sam Merrill, he comes through again. Villanova just they, – they haven't shown enough this year to me. They were another one of those teams that was kind of up and down – um, no one really sees control of the Big East this year. You know, it's kind of up for grabs, I thought, at least. Um, and so I, I take Sam Merrill. He might be the best player on the floor in terms of going and getting a bucket. So I like the pick. I was thinking along the same lines. And just like that, we move down to the Midwest region, the bottom left. I've got, uh, we, well, we've both got Kansas versus USC in this one. Yes. Um, I don't see much of a way USC would pose too much trouble to Kansas. I've got Kansas moving forward in this one. All right. Yes, I do too. And we I mentioned this earlier. I like Auburn a lot. I think Auburn, I could see them being a little similar to Texas Tech from last year, a team that exceeded expectations in the tournament and then did it again the next year. Now, maybe maybe they don't go on quite the same run where they go all the way from Final Four to championship game, but I just think Bruce per- I like Bruce Pearl too much, and I got Auburn making it to the Sweet 16 once again. Cool, yeah, and I'm good with that. I Like I said, I had Auburn bounced in the first round, yeah. <laughs> and then I had East Tennessee State actually beating Vermont. But yeah. that's fine. We can just take the winner of that five twelve matchup and move them on. I'm cool with that. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I had yeah, we had I had Auburn over Vermont in this yep. instance. So yes, yep. So yeah, no, and Auburn's a great team. I you know they've got a lot of great players: Javon McCormick, um, Samir Dowdy, Austin Wiley. Some of these guys that were on the team last year that went far. Um, so yeah, we'll advance them there, and we keep moving down. We've got uh, let's see here, eleven seeded Cincinnati. Yep, 11 Cincy versus 3 Creighton. Uh, whew, man, this would be a good <laughs> one here. I- I'm taking Creighton again yeah. um, just because of Tyshawn Alexander. And e- even if Creighton's not hitting the three ball, I don't know if Cincinnati can even could, could keep up enough in terms of points and scoring. That Cincinnati kind of likes to grind it out a little bit. I don't, think, uh, I don't think they'd be able to control the pace of this game. All right, and in the next ma- final matchup on this left side in the second round, Texas Tech and Michigan State. These two teams play each other last year. Am I remembering that right? Sounds right to me, yeah. Um, I can double-check uh, Yeah, they played in the Final Four. Yeah, that's Tech right. Tech won that game, so we yeah. got another rematch here. Yeah. And I'm curious to hear game. your thoughts on this matchup. Well, this is one of them that be... Uh, like Texas Tech, I mean, they all of a sudden they have to play Virginia and Michigan State. I mean, that's <laughs> two crazy matchups. You got to go into Tony Bennett and Tom Izzo back to back in the same the same week, the same weekend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know how you prepare for that, but um, you know, I like Texas Tech a lot. We talked about them earlier, but I've got Michigan State in this one. Yeah. Um, 
it's just it's just that year for Cassius Winston. I think to keep going farther, they got hot towards the end of the season. I would have liked to have thought they would have kept it up through the Big Ten tournament. Yeah. So I've got them moving forward here. All right. So let's see. How do you want to do this next one? Uh, this so- is a really ugly looking. Well, not not <laughs> ugly, but it's <laughs> beautiful. This, yeah, this is a this is a beautiful bracket over here. Breathtaking. Uh, yeah. Breath- <laughs> You want to do this top one here? Uh, I'll give it to you. Baylor, okay. LSU. What do you Baylor, think? Baylor, LSU. Uh, I got Baylor in this one. Um, yeah. Don't think LSU would have enough to keep up with Baylor's guards. So. All right. I got Stephen F. Austin in the Sweet 16 over Yale here in the second round. That's right. One of those teams have to, has to make it. So, yeah. The Lumberjacks keep uh, moving on. Three losses. Which sets up a really cool Elite Eight matchup between or sorry, Sweet 16 matchup between Baylor and Stephen F. Austin and in-state uh, Texas grind here. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That'd be a fun one. So so then we've got, let's see here, Penn State 6 seed versus 3 Seton Hall. Now this is one I was going through before I circled this. This would be a tremendous game um, <laughs> against yeah. Seton Hall if they're not hitting their three ball and Miles Powell is just, chucking shots which he, he can fall into the habit of just throwing up bad shots um this could easily go to penn state i mean penn state like we said was a top 10 team at some point this year they're a team that that has a chance to go far um but just for the fun of it and because i really do believe miles powell would have turned on to a different level yeah. in the tournament i got seton hall going to the sweet 16 so yeah i'm with you on that pick as well we're agreeing a good amount on the right side of this bracket which is funny (laughs) (laughs) all right and then providence and northern kentucky wow that is (laughs) man yeah well that's right because we had northern kentucky being florida state 715 (laughs) man well, that's like when we saw Florida Gulf Coast to play uh, Temple or whatever it was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. We need to have someone in the Sweet 16. Should we keep Northern Kentucky here? What do you think? Yeah, let's move them on. If they beat Florida State, they can beat Providence. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> <laughs> so we've got that. All right, down to the bottom here in the West. One Gonzaga versus nine Marquette. Uh, be a fun one here with Marcus Howard going against all the guys Gonzaga has. Gonzaga just has too much for Marquette. As much fun as it would be to think that Marcus Howard could score Marquette, shoot Marquette to a win in this one, I think uh, Gonzaga takes this yeah. and wins. So they're yep. just so solid, and they'd be playing in Washington still too. So yeah, I know you were particularly high on Liberty as a potential Sweet 16 team. So I would have to think you have them upsetting Oregon here I sure in do. the second round. Sure do, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Peyton Pritchard's a great ball player, but so is uh, Caleb Holmesley and Scotty James. So uh, <laughs> I've got Liberty, but it's your pick. So, Well, I would have gone with Oregon, mm-hmm. but... You're making me question it. <laughs> I I was picturing a pretty cool Northwest showdown between Gonzaga and Oregon, but I Ooh. think a Liberty and Gonzaga matchup could be pretty cool too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Oregon Gonzaga that'd be a fun one. Um, Let's run yeah. the simulation here. Yeah, I mean we can do that. Why not? <laughs> it's what what sports <laughs> is there for. So <laughs> I don't know. I like the Liberty a lot, and um, 
I like Holmesley a lot. I think Holmesley versus Pritchard would have been a, one of the best point guard matchups we would have seen. Oof. It would have been great. I mean, that Man. guy can play. All right, here we go. And the winner, moving on to the Sweet 16, is, you want to guess? Uh, we got Oregon. Liberty. Liberty, all right, there we 84, go. 84-81. So that was probably a buzzer beater by your boy. Yeah, Holmesley or Scotty James, one of the two. Maybe it was a tip-in, you know? <laughs> <laughs> well, they won by three, so. Oh, okay, okay, never mind. Then it was a three-pointer, so. Yeah. All right, Liberty survive in advance. Okay, Houston and Kentucky. What are your thoughts on this three-versus-six matchup? Um, I, I've got Kentucky in this one. I think they've, they're have they kind of in a similar boat to Gonzaga where they've got a lot of scorers, a lot of playmakers, a lot of guys that can go put the – Put the ball on the floor and get a bucket. I don't know if Houston, if you could say the same for them. So I've got Kentucky at Hanson. All right. I am not going to fight you on that one. We move to the last matchup of the second round. And just like that, first weekend of the tournament, almost over. Oh, man. Yeah. This game Sunday being played. Night. <laughs> Out in Sacramento, Illinois, San Diego State, a seven versus a two. And, you know, Evan, I really love this San Diego State team. Mm-hmm. I love what we just saw out of them. I love Malachi Flynn. They just had such a good team. 20, sorry, 30 and 2 this year. I mentioned my cousin Zoe, who I love very much, a uh, big time fan of this squad she goes to a lot of games it is her senior year but i have to say i'm a little concerned about them in this matchup against illinois yeah this would be a fun one to watch um i it would be very interesting i think this is probably one of the best second round games we'd have um yeah illinois is a team that could go far into uh into the bracket I'd love to pick them. I'm going to go San Diego State here. I think that, uh, yeah, I think that, you know, I, I know they kind of tailed off towards the end of the year. They lost to UNLV, and then they lost to uh, Utah State on that buzzer beater there. But I think Malachi Flynn would be the best player on the floor. Maybe, I don't know. I, man, that's tough to say. We can go either way with this one. <laughs> <laughs> we might have to just run the simulator because yeah. I was expecting to pick Illinois with the Coburn and Dasumu uh, combo. Let's I just, just think do it. I I run the simulation or pick Illinois. Yeah, either way, either way. <laughs> I'm cool with either one because <laughs> I love Illinois. If I were picking, if I were doing a bracket and I were just picking for fun, I'd pick Illinois. Well, and that's funny because if I were picking for fun, I would pick San Diego State. I have more <laughs> of like a, a fandom to more of a connection to San Diego State than I do to. Illinois, yeah. even though I live in Illinois, I'm a Northwestern guy, right. um, and I that doesn't make me like or dislike Illinois. I like Illinois. I want to see them do well, but I'm more for San Diego State here, mm-hmm. and I just think, based on those couple of losses down the stretch, playing some of these Power 5 schools, especially after getting that tough first-round test against Bradley, I think Illinois, this could be one of those... Not really a shocker, but I think if you're a fan of mid-majors, this would be something that would disappoint you. It wouldn't be a total upset because it'd be a Power 5 school beating a mid-major, but 
Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I, yeah, I know. I, I'm getting what you're saying there. So um, Let's run the simulator. Yeah, run the simulation. <laughs> and it's always exciting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right. You ready for this? Yeah, let's hear it. A one-point game. Another one, man. The Aztecs come oh, out on top. Maybe 78, another... 77. Did Flynn hit another buzzer beater? I think he did. Oh, my <laughs> gosh, man. This guy is just increasing his draft stock. <laughs> He's got two highlights already. <laughs> 29 points. Oh, man. From Malachi Flynn. Yeah, he definitely. Five of eight from three. That was one of them. One of those was the buzzer beater. It was. So yeah. one shining moment. You're just hearing whoever is calling this game being like, oh, he did it again. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. And then we're on to uh, the next set of Thursday Sweet games. 16. <laughs> we had our four-day break of games. So Sweet 16 begins. Dayton and Maryland. What do you think of? Now, this is where it gets interesting. I know I've said that a few <laughs> times, but this would be a fun game. Um, I will say I saw when I went to watch Maryland play Ohio State, I did see Maryland crack a little bit, and Anthony Cowan got a little a little heated. Um, I think this would be a game that could go to like overtime or multiple overtimes and just kind of like keep going, and then it's like, <laughs> all right, yeah. Jalen Smith is in foul trouble right now. Obi's in foul trouble. It's like, what's going to happen? And I think this is one of those games where it's like you have to turn to the guards. And who does Dayton have? They got Jalen Crutcher. And I think <laughs> Dayton wins this game. They keep going, get them onto the Elite Eight, and taking the Flyers past Maryland. I am agreeing with that. And now in the bottom part, we have Iowa and Utah State. Could wow. Utah State continue this Cinderella run in this bracket? I like Iowa in this one. What do you think, Ev? Yeah, a 6-10. I can't remember the last time we've had one of those. Um, <laughs> yeah, if this is the matchup, I think, I think I'm think i taking Iowa. I think Garza yeah. at this point is just on fire. I think Sam Merrill is too, but I think Garza is a better player. And um, yeah, I'd, I'd take Iowa. We've got a six seed moving on to the Elite Eight. I think we're at that point in the tournament where every game is just super, super close. Oh, yeah. You look at the point spreads, and it's like Iowa's favored by six, and you just say, oh, give me those six points. It's it's definitely going to be closer than that. Definitely. And this is the point, too, where it's, yeah, you get down to 16, and in recent years, it's been like any other where it's like, all right, you just have to throw the seating out the window at this point and just say any of these teams has a chance to, to make a run and win it. So totally. Yeah. So we got the Midwest now um, <laughs> and we've got the one seed Kansas versus your five seed Auburn. You want to go with this one, Jack? Yeah, I like Auburn here. Was man. this a matchup last year, though? Oh, man, I'm trying to think if it was. Who did Kansas lose to last year? Let's let's it may, pull it, it up. Been Auburn. It was in that bottom right bracket, I think. Yeah. Yep. It was. <laughs> sure enough. Five four matchup. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, that makes it tougher for me to pick Auburn for them to do it two years in a row. That's a tall order. I do think what I saw out of Kansas this year, very deep team, lots of talent, but you know how you beat Kansas, Evan? How's that? You get Azubuki in foul trouble. Oh, yeah, definitely. When he is out of the game, they're a totally different team, and I think... Now, in their third game in the tournament, at this point, they may run into that problem. 
So I guess I'll stick with my original pick. I'll go Auburn. Okay, yeah. I I have Kansas because I had them beating East Tennessee State. <laughs> but, yeah, <laughs> I could see it. I mean, it, like I said, you throw the seating out the window. This is just a great basketball game. Um, Kansas has a number of guards in, in Devin Dotson, Agbaji, Isaiah Moss coming over from Iowa from last year. Um, like you said, they're – bread and butter the motor of their team is azabuki and if you get him in foul trouble austin wiley could lock him up a little bit i think auburn yeah like you said they, they could definitely go on to the elite eight so all right evan you have here a good matchup three two creighton versus michigan state oh yeah man wow we've, yeah this is a good matchup here um I mean, I've been saying it all all this time. Creighton relies a lot on three-point shooting, I feel like. Michigan State is hot at the right time. Cassius Winston, one of the best point guards we've seen in a while, just taking command of the floor. Um, I've got Michigan State advancing. This would be a great game, though, Um, but I've got Michigan State in this one. I don't know about you, Jack, but um, I've got them moving on. I think the big key in this game would be Michigan State cannot play sloppy at all because we saw a lot of games this year where Michigan State, there was a game against Iowa. They were down at the half by 10 or something like that uh, just a few weeks ago. What typically happens with Michigan State is if they play from behind, Mm -hmm. a lot of times they're able to claw back into games, but... Out of all the teams I watched this year, Creighton may have been the best at closing out games. Hmm. They were excellent in the final minutes of games. Just I think back to a game I watched them play against Marquette uh, about a month ago where Marcus Howard is just going crazy in the final five minutes or so. He's hitting all these 28-footers off balance. He's just... And Creighton had an answer for them offensively every single time. So I personally would have gone with Creighton. It's your pick so we can advance Michigan State. But I think that would be a big-time key for the Spartans. Yeah, and I think tempo, too, kind of what you were alluding to, is Creighton plays pretty fast from what I remember um, in terms of getting out, running, hitting threes, trying to run up the score. Michigan State... They can play that way, but they definitely like to control the pace a little more, um, kind of set settle things down, get Cassius Winston in a half-court set. So it would have been a good game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think Michigan State wins. Um, so we'd set up a really good Elite Eight game either way. But, um, yeah, let's let's move forward, Michigan State. If okay, that's cool. so, I was going to say, I ran the simulator here in Creighton 1. Oh man! Oh gosh! Well, now now we got to, now we got to think about this. Ah uh, no, Michigan State. Okay, okay. <laughs> All right, so we're back up to the south now, Jack, and we've got um, let's see here, Baylor one seed versus twelve seeded Stephen F. Austin, yeah. the Lumberjacks. Ooh man, do they keep the magic going? What do you think? <laughs> I don't think it continues here, but it might be, maybe it's close. Let's go uh, Baylor Bears here. Seems pretty easy. Yeah. It's in Houston, too, man. That'd be fun. <laughs> oh, that'd be so cool. Yeah. You'd see about half the crowd in green, half the crowd in purple. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hope so, at least. I'd hope the boss <laughs> yeah. would show out for it. Well, so. <laughs> I think all the TCU people would come out wearing purple for Sheesh. CMF yep. Austin. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Good point. So Will Van Baylor there. Um, they're on to the Elite Eight. And then the Seton bottom. Hall and Northern Kentucky. Got to go Seton Hall. <laughs> yeah, 315. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Seton Hall. Miles Powell gets it done. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And then a little bit of mid-major madness here down in the West. Gonzaga and Liberty. The Liberty team that you were very high on do you think liberty keeps it going here evan i thought long and hard about this one and i like i said if i were picking a bracket for fun i'd advance them but i've got gonzaga in this one um it's tough but i think gonzaga wins it they've got so so much talent i mean killian tilly um they've just got so many guys that can they can score and do well for them. And, and Mark Few is a great coach. And um, I've got Gonzaga winning this one. Okay. And Kentucky and San Diego State, what do you think? This one I've got Kentucky in um, winning that one. So, And even if it was Illinois, I've still got Kentucky. Um, I think San Diego State, their run is great. Um, I don't think Malachi Flynn can hit a third buzzer beater, though. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well... You know, it's crazy. So we only have had one one seed lose, and we're at the Elite Eight, Mm. and that was Kansas losing to Auburn. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. And we were talking about how crazy of a tournament this was going to be. Yeah. So I don't know. Well, maybe we'll have to (laughs) shake up the Final Four a bit then here. So. (laughs) Okay. Number one, Dayton versus six-seeded Iowa out in New York for the East region. Oh, man. And just as I say that, we have to come to this matchup. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I had... I can't remember who I had in the bottom. I I don't think I had Iowa, but... um, Duke, maybe? I think I did have Duke, yeah. Yeah, I did have Duke. Yeah, I don't know, Jack. What do you think? I say that this is an instance where... Is Garza going to get locked down by Obi Toppin this time? Someone's got to lock him down, and I think this time it does happen. So I would go with the Dayton Flyers here. But I want to run the simulation because I'm curious to see how What If Sports would have it go. And you'd be watching, like we said earlier, two of the top guys, probably two of the the top two guys in terms of National Player of the Year candidates. (laughs) Man. So what we get here? All right, one second. Yeah, that would be so cool to see just those two guys going to battle. (laughs) I think it would have happened. Yeah. Okay. We have Dayton on top, high-scoring affair, 91-90. Ooh. Yeah. A lot of one-point games. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I'm saying. It's These games are always close. Yeah. Dayton punches their ticket to the Final Four. Keep it going. Keep what the run a story. Going. Yeah, what a run for the Flyers, man. <laughs> All right, and then we go down to the Midwest here. This would be a phenomenal game. Five-seeded Auburn versus two-seeded Michigan State. Yes. And uh, what are you thinking here, Jack? I'm I'm sticking with Auburn. I, I think we might have to run the simulator here because I don't think we're going to agree. Yeah. i think you just took out my champion (laughs) oh man well we got run we're running the simulator all right at this point we're not we're not picking anymore we're Uh, if we can't agree we run the simulator that's what we do at this point right on every pick (laughs) it's it's too important because sometimes we're going to (laughs) disagree 
I I really thought Michigan State was going to lose to Creighton, so that's where okay. this is okay. uh, interesting here. Okay, Michigan State wins 99-93. Mm, Michigan State, game. two straight years in the Final Four. Bruce Pearl's squad had another nice run, but it wasn't enough. Man, man, that's tough. But all right, well, we got the South now here. Um, let's see, Baylor as a one seed versus Seton Hall as a three. Okay, I am still in on Seton Hall and Miles Powell's run, so I'm going with the Pirates here. Okay, yeah, I, I had Baylor in this one. Um, Again, if I had a bracket for fun, I'd probably pick Miles Powell and Seton Hall to win it all. But <laughs> um, yeah, we can we can go with Seton Hall on this one. That's cool with me. I don't really have any. I don't know. Baylor's got a number of guards. Jared Butler. We haven't really mentioned any of these guys, but Jared Butler, um, Davian Mitchell, uh, Devonte Bando, Teague. They've got so many of these guys that um, are really good, and they just kind of rode the rode the waves of the season to get where they are but yeah miles powell's doing miles powell's things and uh <laughs> you know they've got another miles on their team miles kale who's also a ball player yes quincy mcknight a couple of these these other guys mamushkavili yes 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 he missed some of the year i think he had a shoulder injury um but he can shoot too so maybe they just put up a ton of points here and, and barry baylor so yeah and Baylor being this defensive team, I will say here, Evan, you say if you're filling out a bracket for fun, you would have Seton Hall winning this game. I actually would have Baylor because mm. I have an allegiance here to Scott Drew, former oh. Valpo head coach, and I would love to see a Final Four matchup between two former Valpo coaches in Drew and Roger Powell Jr. here in oh. the Final Four so I'm all in on Baylor at this point. I actually think Baylor loses this game. I think as good as Baylor was, here's my here's what I'll say. The Big 12, I just don't think Baylor is going to run through a 20-game win streak if they're playing in the Big East. Hmm. Yeah, the Big East top to bottom this year was tough. We'll yeah, say and I'd that. say the same thing about if they're playing the Big 10. The I Big don't think 10, they're winning yeah. 20 straight. I think part of it was they played in the Big 12 in a weak year in the Big 12. And obviously, you you play who you play. You can't really change that. I think this is a really good team, and I think I would have had Baylor in the Final Four probably if they weren't matching up against Seton Hall here in this region. Maybe I'd pick Baylor over a, a different team like Michigan State or something. I love what they would be able to do defensively on these teams, but I just... Personally, I think this would be a game where they would, again, Miles Powell hot hand, and he just puts them on his back, puts up 35. They win this game. Yeah, well, you convinced me. Seton Hall, <laughs> the Pirates, go on to the Final Four. That's fine. That's that's cool. Me, I, I I can't tell you the last time they've been in the Final Four. So that'd no, be pretty cool to see. This is the best Seton Hall team of our lifetimes. Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Why, why not? I mean. Give Miles Powell a great run here. He'd probably shoot up into the late first round of draft boards and everything. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that, that'd be cool. So, And then down at the bottom here. I kinda, wait, wait, wait. Before okay. I was going to say, in case we weren't able to agree, the simulation I had queued up, Seton Hall winning 75-65. Okay. Hmm. 
So, yes, please proceed. Yeah. Well, and I just looked up um, the last time they've ever made it this far, even to the Elite Eight, 1999. Or, I'm sorry, 1991 with wow. uh, PJ Carlissimo as head coach, yes. actually. They made it to the Elite Eight. So, it's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've just got one more Elite Eight matchup down at the bottom. Um, you kind of teased it a little Gonzaga versus Kentucky. What an awesome matchup this would be. It would what be a great, great game. Yeah, it would be great. Um, you know, my question is, I know Ashton Hagen's towards uh, probably last, whatever it was, two weeks ago. I can't keep the week straight anymore, but he was saying he was kind of, I don't think he was going to play. He's kind of stepping away or something from the program um, for a bit. So it would have been interesting to see how this would have played out if Kentucky had gone on. This one could have gone either way, in my opinion. I don't know about you, Jack. Um you know, we've, we've talked about Kentucky and some of the guys they have. Uh, Manuel Quickly is a great player. Tyrese Maxey was just super fun to watch this year. Um, but then on the other side, you've got Gonzaga. And we've talked a little <laughs> bit about Killian Tilly, uh, Petrosev, Corey Kispert, uh, Admin Gilder, some of these guys that, that Mark Few has really built this program around, built this team around at least. So what are you thinking? You think Gonzaga? Yes, I have Gonzaga winning okay. this game. And okay. seems like Kentucky, I, I can't remember, the, but the last time they got to the Final Four was that uh, team 38-0 or whatever they started out as. Hmm. Was it really? They lost, yeah, when they lost to uh, Wisconsin, right? Wasn't that their record? Yeah, that's right. They, what uh, was it, like 33-0? and Something or? like that, yeah. They, uh, that might have been the last team that did it because they yeah. they lost to North Carolina on the Luke May buzzer beater. That was a year yes. they could have done it. Um, they had Deer and Fox and everyone that year. But yeah, I think it was the year when they had. Um, I mean, they had Towns and Booker and all those guys. Yeah. So I don't know for Kentucky standards. You look at blue blood programs. That was five full years ago mm-hmm. since that's half a decade since their last final four appearance. And I mean, obviously you talk about, I mean, for any other program, it's like, Oh, final four. Like we'd love to be in the final four. That's a huge accomplishment, but we hold the Dukes, the Kentuckys, the North Carolinas to a higher standard, Michigan state with all those coaches. So I would say that that would be a little bit. I don't know if I call it a drought, but a uh, little bit of a disappointment for them to go five years without a Final Four appearance. Yeah, no, that would be uh, interesting to see. It'd be three, I'm just looking at it here, three out of the last four years, it'd be Elite Eight appearances. So, um, hmm. so yeah, we got Gonzaga moving on then. All right, so we're down to the Final Four then, Jack. We are at the Final Four, and it seems you kind of already gave it away. You like Michigan State over Dayton in this matchup. I do. Why is that? Cassius Winston. <laughs> I think his leadership, I think uh, Tom Izzo. I w- I've been high on Michigan State for most of this season, even before the year started. And I know they, like you mentioned, they dropped down a little bit, kind of got hot again. Um, but I just see this being a, a complete team, a, a team driven by veteran guys. Um, it just stinks that Lanford wasn't able to play on this team. But, you know, Winston, Tillman, Henry, I think those three guys lead them. 
got Rocket Watts. What a great name that is. Um, <laughs> yeah. Malik Hall has been a fun guy to kind of watch come along this year and really step up. So I got Michigan State here, but I'd love to see Dayton in the championship game too. So <laughs> it's to that point now where all these games would be great. As much as I want Dayton, even though – so I'm not – I've made it clear. I'm not as high as on Michigan State as you are. But I have to say I got to go with Michigan State in this matchup because of the veteran leadership of this squad against a team like Dayton who has never made it anywhere near this deep in a tournament. But here's what I think would happen. I think Dayton – this would be a similar game – to one that we talked about earlier. Dayton would be leading at the half. They'd be up 12, and they'd end up choking down the stretch, and it would be a heartbreaker. Yeah, this would be one where Michigan State would be the bad guys. <laughs> yeah. you, don't, you don't see that often out of uh, Tom Izzo or Cassius Winston. You know, I guess maybe, if, depending on the school that you root for, if you're another Big Ten school, they're probably the bad guys. But... Um, yeah, it'd be, it'd be real cool to watch. I'd, I'd just say that. It'd be a fun one. Let me ask you this, Jack. If you had Auburn versus Dayton, does that change it? Ooh. So would I go, are you saying I'd go Auburn over Dayton instead? Yeah, or would you do Dayton over mm, Auburn? I don't know. That's a really tough one. I think, honestly, that's a game I'd be more interested in seeing. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I, I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, I think if it came down to that, man. Um, I mean, I think Dayton has the better player on the floor, so you can always go that route. Um, I'd probably go Auburn, though. I think, uh, like you said, I'd I'd hate to see it happen, but Dayton hasn't been this far. Um, You're playing in in Mercedes-Benz, huge stadium. Um, Yeah, I'd probably go Auburn, put them into the national championship, so... Yeah, so I think it would be something, again, they're leading this game and Michigan State catches them. And then they go back and forth down the stretch, end up going to overtime, and then Michigan State ends up winning by 5, 7, 9, something like that in OT. Mm-hmm. Where it's like the they would be... Dayton would just want to shorten the game as best they could. Right. They, yeah. Yeah. yeah playing the a longer this game goes on, the worse, the lesser their chances are. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But it'd be fun. I, I, I do like Jalen Crutcher a lot. I don't know how much you were able to watch him. He's a fun oh, player. Yeah. That guy's good. Um, it'll be interesting to see if he comes back. I mean, he's a junior, so he could he could come back. Obi's probably gone. Obi could be the number one overall <laughs> pick, but <laughs> yeah, um, it'll be interesting to see if if Crutcher does come back. So yeah, all right. And in our final final four matchup, we have Gonzaga and Seton Hall. Man, a year of the underdog in March Madness. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. This would be a fun one too, Jack. Right? Yeah, totally. Yeah, who who are you thinking in this one? I think this is where the Miles Powell show comes to an end. Mm. I think Gonzaga is too talented. We ran through some of those games that Seton Hall would have had to play to get to this point. They beat Penn State. They beat Hofstra. 
They beat Northern Kentucky. And through those three games, that's nothing like playing Gonzaga. They did beat Baylor, Mm -hmm. but I just think this is where it would come to an end. I I like Gonzaga too much. Yeah, if this is the matchup here, I'd go with with Gonzaga too, so... Don't say if this. You gotta say you're right. This is the matchup here. This is the matchup. You're right. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. We're right about it. So, (laughs) yes, Gonzaga beats Seton Hall. Hate to say it, Miles Powell um, goes away into the NBA. He he will be an NBA player, but yeah, take Gonzaga. So that sets us up for what do we have in the championship? We got the Spartans against. The Gonzaga Bulldogs. The Zags. Zags. Ooh. And I think I've got to say right here, Evan, I think we're going to be deadlocked and this is going to go to the simulator. Yeah. <laughs> you said earlier in this podcast that you felt like this was Michigan State's year. I felt the same way only about Gonzaga. I had the feeling that Gonzaga was finally going to win it this year. They were finally going to break through. Mark Few had paid his dues. He was overdue for a championship, and the Zags were going to be hoisting that championship trophy come April. Obviously, you feel differently. Yeah, um, I, yeah, this isn't so. Yeah, I, I think it's. What am I trying to say? I think Michigan State would win this. Like I said, it's just the veteran play, the leadership on their team. I know Gonzaga has it too. This would be a great game. I would love to see this happen. Um, two great coaches, two great programs from totally different backgrounds. Um, but yeah, I would take Michigan State in this one. But I would not be opposed to seeing Gonzaga win it <laughs> just because they have been so close so many times. I would love to see this battle between Killian Tilly and Xavier Tillman. That'd be yeah. that'd be a fun one. Yeah. That'd be a fun one. I would hope they'd stay out of foul trouble, <laughs> but that yeah. could be a great, great, great battle. No, be- That's another one that we didn't really talk about. If Tillman goes into foul trouble, then that really changes a lot for this Michigan State team. When I saw them play at Indiana in January, mm-hmm. that was the case. Tillman got a couple of early fouls. He was out of the game. Deron Davis was scoring a lot in the post for the Hoosiers, and uh, that really, I think, changed that game. And maybe part of the reason why I'm not as high on Michigan State as you are, Ev, is seeing that performance in Bloomington, maybe that tainted a little bit of how I look at this team. Yeah, no, that's definitely fair. Um, it, It would be interesting. I mean, he'd have to get through some good bigs to get to the spot. I mean, he'd have to beat... Austin Wiley and then uh, and then Obi Toppin to get here and then yeah. have to play Killian Tilly. So it'd be uh, there'd be a lot of big matchups there. Tillman's having to play against some of these guys and, and let Winston go against the guards. But um, hmm. yeah, it'd be it'd be an interesting one. So did you run this one through the simulator? Yeah, let's do it. All yeah. right, here we go. I'm nervous. <laughs> the national champions. For 2020, Evan, who is it? It's Michigan State. You are correct. Oh, there we go. The Spartans, they finished the run. Wow. 
Man. And we can crown the Michigan State Spartans 2020 champions. I want them. Someone's got to show them this podcast. <laughs> play this podcast for everyone. And then go to the jeweler and have someone create their 2020 championship rings UCF football style. <laughs> can we have a moment like Florida State when they won the ACC championship game a couple week, weeks ago? Did you watch that? <laughs> no, what happened? Oh, man, there's no fans in the stands except for uh, the band and some parents. And uh, they hand the, uh, the Seminoles the ACC championship trophy and um, they're doing their their salute and uh <laughs> it's just very <laughs> awkward the players are standing there and no games have been played everything's been canceled <laughs> so maybe we get a similar moment here with Izzo and in Michigan State <laughs> <laughs> and then just like that comes the best part of all of this yeah what's that Jeff? oh there we go Who are we seeing in this montage? We're seeing Cassius Winston. We're seeing uh, Miles Powell, Malachi Flynn. Malachi Flynn's two buzzer two, beaters. Two buzzer beaters. <laughs> we got Obi Toppin throwing down a 360 windmill in, somewhere in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But Liberty. Yeah, Liberty. Stephen F. Austin. Northern Kentucky going to Northern 360. Northern Kentucky. <laughs> Yale. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. What a year. What a year, man. This <laughs> I'm so glad we did this cuz this this college basketball season did not get the proper send-off that it deserved. It just sort of it just went away just mm-hmm. like that. Faded really quickly. Wasn't fair, but this was so much fun to do. No, this was great, Jack. I, I enjoyed this a lot. Um, yeah, it's good just looking back at it. Um, it's tough thinking about what could have been and, and all that. There's nothing we can do now. You know, we can't change uh, the mind of a virus, but <laughs> yeah, um, definitely good to, to talk through this and, and go through all 60, uh, 68 teams here. And, and um, yeah, fun time. It sort of feels like it happened now. Yeah, right. <laughs> you can you can imagine it. You can visualize it. You know those two buzzer beater threes, and um, that's the thing. You and that's the thing. You know these guys would have come playing hard. It's tough. It's tough thinking about this stuff for the seniors and the guys that may not be able to play again. Um, it is really hard to think about that. But you know they played hard, and um, you know the the thing is you gotta you gotta lead on the court. Leave it in anything you do at, at the end of it. You just can't live with anything in fear in mind. But, uh, you know, you never know when your last shot may be, your last time. And that's what makes March Madness so cool, I think, because it's all one single elimination. But that's what also makes it, it tough, especially in situations like now. So, Evan, you ended up ultimately winning because <laughs> I will say... As much as much fun as this was, I would have had Michigan State losing in the Sweet 16, but hey, that's how it goes sometimes. Sometimes teams escape death very <laughs> narrowly, and they make the most of it. I think of that Michigan team from a couple years ago. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> Don't get me started on that. <laughs> yeah, they just kept 
kept escaping death, escaping tough teams, like you're saying. <laughs> so but. I think my pick would have been Gonzaga over Auburn. Okay. Yeah. That so that good. that would have been mine. Mm-hmm. But for the sake of this podcast, Michigan State is the champions. Here's what I, I'm hoping people did. I'm hoping people, if you want to experience March Madness this year, take some melatonin and listen to this podcast right before bed, and you'll have some pretty cool dreams. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You'll you'll see one shiny moment. <laughs> you'll be able to watch it all. <laughs> and I thought that was cool, Jack. I don't know if you saw that, but a number of those teams put together montages of their highlights throughout the year and did their own one shiny moment. I thought that was neat, and I could see that continuing on. I don't know if they've done that in past years, but that could be something that uh, people do now through, you know, going on from, from this year. So, Yeah, I saw some of those. I also saw some fan-made one shining moments collaborating a lot of different teams, one shining moments. You and I both, I think the most memorable thing we'll remember is that Stephen F. Austin win, but it was really just a great season. There were so many great players to watch. I want to know, Evan, based on where, and I want a quick answer because we're almost two hours into this podcast episode, so we got to wrap things up, but going into next year, with with players going into the draft, graduating, unfortunately, it sounds like a lot of these guys aren't going to get an extra year of eligibility. That's a whole other conversation. Who do you think is set up very well to make that push in next year's tournament? Man, it's tough to say. Um, It's real tough. I mean, there's a lot of question marks, like you're saying. Guys could stay. Guys could leave. We just don't know at this point. Um I'd like to think Gonzaga still up there. They seem to be at the top every year. Um, I think another team is Maryland, potentially. I know they'll lose some guys, but I, I don't know. I, I like what I see out of Wiggins. I don't know if he'll take the next step quite yet. Um, but I'd say probably Gonzaga. I think Gonzaga has a good chance. Kentucky's got some recruits coming in, some big-time guys. Um, they always do (laughs) they always do you're right so it's easy to point to them but i'll go with gonzaga how about that all right i like it and i will say i think it's it sounds like luca garza is going to be back next year too right he's not very high on these draft boards could be yeah yep so So. he's a junior iowa again next year him coming back yeah could you imagine that (laughs) the revenge tour yeah they could they could jump up to the top of the Big Ten. I think Ohio State. Yeah, and they could they could have a good year. Michigan um, could get better. A lot of those teams could get better next year. Yeah, there's and there's like you said, transfers are moving around. Um, Ohio State gets a big one in Seth Towns coming from Harvard, who averaged about 18 points a game a few years back. He'll be a grad transfer. So, yeah, it'll be fun to watch. I'm excited. Um, you know, we got to get this thing out of the system and then get yeah. back to basketball, but it will be, it will be fun um, when that time comes. So. And it will make next year's tournament so rich and so oh, yeah. great that even if we get a very mundane outcomes across the board, we're just going to be so grateful to have it back. And it's going to be, feel so rewarding and so wonderful to have the return of March Madness. Yep. Couldn't have said any better. I totally agree. <laughs> so it's going to be a lot of fun. Evan, 
I look forward to talking and previewing college basketball with you in about mm, seven months or so now. It's not too far away. I mean, I'm going to enjoy the summer in the meantime, and hopefully we get a good baseball season out of this year. But I think a year from now, my bold prediction, we will be talking about the Missouri Valley champion Valparaiso Crusaders returning to the tournament in oh, 2021. There, it is. <laughs> there we go. I like it. This time <laughs> next year, second second weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hope so. Sweet 16. <laughs> They've only done that once. Yeah, there there you go. <laughs> How about Bryce Drew? Yeah, we didn't talk much about him, but that's a that's a big move for him, huh? Yeah, Bryce Drew over to Grand Canyon, a Christian school. Bryce is a man of faith, and I'm sure that's important to him to be able to include that element in his program. I think he's going to build something very special there and make quick work of it. Yeah, they, that's a program that is newer. Like you were mentioning, Northern Kentucky, they jumped over probably five, six years ago. Less I than say. that, I want to say. I yeah, think it was their first year eligible was two years ago. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, but they're they're constantly building. I think they're at a point now where they're ready to take that next step and uh yeah, Bryce Drew, I I'd imagine he's the right guy for the hire. Well, Evan, we got to wrap things up for now. Thank you so much for joining me today to talk about the March Madness that never was, but happened in our minds and in our creativity. We'd like to congratulate the 2020 national champion Michigan State Spartans once again for an unbelievable run, an unbelievable year. Evan, you joined me. And I got to say, we got to promote this here before I let you go. You joined me last week. I released the American League Central preview that we recorded. We don't know when baseball season will be returning or when the season will start. But you did a great job on that. And if you are looking for baseball content right now to fill the void that this whole coronavirus world without sports has created, check out our MLB preview series episode AL Central that I did with this man, Evan Myers. Yeah, that was a lot of fun, Jack. And, uh, Appreciate you having me on for for this show. Good to run through it, like we were saying. Uh, good to imagine some of this, and definitely looking forward to uh, getting live sports back. Absolutely. So, Evan, I will look forward to talking to you sometime down the road. I got something cool coming out later this week. You know what that is? What's that? Well, there's no sports, so it's time to start talking about sports history oh, okay coming up with rankings but I, I don't like ranking players i don't like ranking like the greatest teams of all time no 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 we're gonna do something better than that the most disappointing teams of the new millennium <laughs> all right i look forward to that yeah that will be fun Thank you so much for joining me today. This was a lot of fun. Would you like to throw out your social media handles while you're here? Yeah, sure, Jack. Appreciate it again. And uh, you guys can find me on Twitter at Evan underscore on underscore Earth 96. Um, you can find me on there. 
I'll be reposting this uh, podcast as soon as Jack gets it uploaded on there and um, be also filled with all of my hot takes. So feel free to follow <laughs> me and uh, <laughs> disagree or agree, whatever it may be. But Jack, again, I appreciate you having me on here and this was fun. Thanks for joining me, Evan. Yeah, no problem. Wow, and just like that, two hours later, we have crowned a champion. Michigan State, congratulations on your national championship, the latest trophy to your collection. I'm going to try to wrap this up quickly. Thank you to everyone for listening. Subscribe to The Jack Vita Show on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, wherever it is that you get your podcasts and you'll never miss an episode, leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. does a lot of good for the podcast. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Jack Vita Show, facebook.com slash Jack Vita Show. I have a page there. You can follow me on there, and I will post updates for what will be coming up on the podcast Thanks again to Evan for joining me. As I mentioned, another episode coming out later this week. I will talk with CJ Rebus about the most disappointing teams of the new millennium. So be on the lookout for that episode. Until next time, I'm Jack Vita. Bring in the dancing lobsters. <laughs> <laughs>